Welcome to Teal of Interiors, a holistic approach to interior design. I'm Dee. And I'm Alicia. Hello, wonderful listeners, and welcome back to Teal of Interiors. We are so happy to be you today. As always, we are so excited to be with you. Yeah, today's topic is causing quite the stir in the design world. As you can recall, last week we spoke about the marriage between gray and brown. But this week we're talking about is gray going out of style? Gasp. Clutch pearls. No. <laughs> Let's see what you think the answer to that question is, Miss D. What do you think? <laughs> well, I think there's a lot to explore. I have a lot of things to tell you guys about. So I can't wait to dive in. But okay. before we get into that, you know I need to know, girl, what you sipping on? I am having a black tea, but I've decided to add froth. I think when I was at your house, I became obsessed with the concept and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to buy one. So I finally bought one. So I am having caramel creamer. It's really a coffee creamer, but I'm using it in my tea. So I'm getting a little bit of warm yumminess this morning. Okay. Let me tell you something. So I think that is the secret to good tea is to use a coffee creamer with black tea because, you know, you can add flavor to your black tea. So mm-hmm. I used to think that was a hack that I developed for my husband because I was trying to get him to drink Earl Grey tea because he was like, I need to quit coffee, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, I have a substitute. It's Earl Grey. It smells so good. And I was like, it's Earl Grey with your creamer, you know, and I frothed the milk. Just make it look just like coffee, you know? Exactly. He's been hooked on doing that ever since. Yeah. Like I have a little, you know, the nutmeg nut and I just grate a little bit on top. Oh my goodness. I feel like I'm doing something really special. Yeah, it's like a coffee house drink. Girl, they would charge like $5 for that. I know. You know what? I've been on this whole mission about if I go to a fabulous restaurant or anything, I try to replicate it at home because I feel like home should be fabulous. I believe home should be the most luxurious place in your life. If that's my my own personal brand, that is it. So I'm always trying to replicate or even make it better at home. So what you sipping on, Dee? Okay, so I am indulging in a cup of chamomile citrus tea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That from- tea bite. From Grace Farms. It's mellow and sweet. It's mm-hmm. soothing aroma and gentle flavor. It helps me stay calm and collected. How'd you get that one? I guess I'd let you get away with taking that one. I wanted... I Girl, wanted... I gave you all the best ones. No, no, lady. What did you just say? Chamomile citrus? You know what? We're not going to argue right now. <laughs> I gave you all the best ones. I sacrificed. Yeah, whatever. You gave me one good tea. All my other teas were teas I don't normally drink, but they were still delicious. We're going there. We're going to get more wonderful teas, so don't worry about it. All right, we are. We're going to move on to D's randomness. Yes. What you got for us, D? Joshua Johnson. He was mm-hmm. the first professional African-American artist in the United States that lived and worked in Maryland and Virginia from the 1790s to 1825. However, little is known about his life. His legacy has largely been forgotten until the 20th century when Baltimore genealogist J. Hall Pleasance attributed 13 paintings to him, 
sparking renewed interest in his career. Johnson's racial identity is uncertain, with records describing him as mulatto, a term used in a time when Maryland lacked a clear legal distinction between Black and mixed race. Despite the mysteries surrounding his life, Johnson holds a significant place in art history as a pioneer for African-American artists, with figures like Robert S. Duncanson and Henry Oshawa Tanner following in his footsteps decades later. I gotta do some research on him. Let's let's tackle this burning question. Is Gray going out of style? Some say Gray is losing its fashionable edge. Others are arguing that certain sh shades are more in style than ever. And as you know, when I was at the showroom, one of the people that I worked with, she told me that in Europe, gray's been done for seven years. She said they don't even use gray. They don't have gray interiors. In London and places like that, you know, they don't have as much sunshine as New York City. So why would you want a gray interior? It doesn't bring life. It doesn't bring light. I'm going to say I've noticed it, but it's been happening for some time, probably a good four years now. The overall, like, cool grays are on their way out, making room for warmer tones like beiges and tans and creams. Have you noticed that? I noticed that, and I'm so glad. Do you remember when we were staging? I used to scream when I'd walk into some of those interiors and they were gray. Everything was gray and white, and I was like, I can't do it, Alicia, remember? What was funny to me, because at that time I was working in retail, and I had... This was like pre-COVID, through COVID, after COVID. I'm talking about the height of the pandemic. People would come or call. They would call up and say, I'm working on um, the bathroom or I'm working on a kitchen, mostly kitchens. I'm going to use shaker white cabinets, really white. And I'm going to do gray island. And I'm looking at them like, you're kidding right now. You think you're doing something new? This lady thought that she was doing something. She was giving me the breakdown of the gray or white. And when she did it, I was like, wow, innovative. And it was so facetious. I knew I was being sarcastic, but I was like, you're kidding right now. Do you know everybody who comes up to this counter is doing the same gray and white shaker? Girl, I used to scream. Hey, you know I hated it. I couldn't wait to bring in the furniture so I could tone the gray down. But anyway, they're, they're off that now. Thank the yeah. Lord. But in the 2010, gray was the go-to neutral. But I think its popularity has definitely, definitely faded over time. But I know I can't count gray out just yet. Yeah, right? don't count it out. I, I was I, so tired of the cookie cutter. It was every single yeah, house the same. It was driving me insane that, like, yeah. right now I'm getting very heated thinking about the dark now. Take it easy. Take it easy. Get the, relax. 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 I can't. No. But yes, warm tone grays. The cools are out, like you said. So warm tone grays, grayses. Mm -hmm. Mushroom colors are still very much in style because they're so much warmer. They the offer color. a modern and sophisticated alternative. And like you said, the out of style shades, cool tone grays like we used to see with blue and silvery undertones. They're starting to feel very dated. Light gray sofas and wall colors are no longer the go-to choices in interior design. But in some yeah. cases, I'll allow a light gray sofa. Some cases, 
We have to work together. Like, you know, I mentioned the light gray sofa with the brown floors. We'll have to discuss that. You will have to run it past me first and I will have to let you know. I've been around long enough to see this stuff come and go. This trend back to these mushrooms and brown tones, natural tones is nothing new. But I'm happy to see something come back. When we were talking in the last episode, I brought up uh, Restoration Hardware. They have cornered the market on this look with the grays and the taupes and the muted, moody, sophisticated look. I love those people. If I could afford everything from them, my whole house would be them. No, no, no. I'm over Restoration. I used to love it like 20, 30 years ago. I don't get it. I'm not talking about you. Talking about me. Talking about me. I really believe in that muted, subtle sophistication. Understated elegance is the word I used to use all the time. I do think that you should infuse a little bit of personality because to me, those pieces of furniture are timeless and substantive and you can keep them forever. I get really excited about interior design. As you can see, I'm like all hyped up. But you know what I mean? Those are really rich things. Those are your base pieces. And now you can build personality around it. So there's some paint colors to avoid like Benjamin Moore Cloud Gray, Benjamin Moore Silver Half Dollar, and Sherwin-Williams Silver Plate. They're considered out of style. Sherwin-Williams and Benjamin Moore have beautiful colors. They have such a wide array of colors to choose from. You do not have to choose the same color as everyone else. All right. So I love Benjamin Moore and Sherwin-Williams, but I am not going to restrict these colors. By the way, I need to just do a little bit of sidebar. We're not being sponsored by those companies. All right. So important to say that. Now, I think people might know this, but if they don't, you can go with these colors to any manufacturer and they'll mix them. Mm -hmm. to the best of their ability based on their substrate or their bases. Okay, you've got a light base, medium base, and then you can get a a deep, rich base, depending on the color you choose. So the the paint in the can is prepared to receive the different colors. Mm -hmm. You can take any color you like from any manufacturer and say, look, I want this mixed, but you can only afford, you know, the the, the $10 paint or the $20 paint. I don't even know if there's $10 paint. Okay. So let's talk about the colors that I think look lovely. Warm gray paint colors like Repose Gray, which is a Sherwin-Williams. Benjamin Moore has Finney Gray. Sparrow and Ball has French Gray. Those are recommended for that fresh and modern look. I probably would like to talk to you about a Benjamin Moore color I've been using for years. And it's called Shale. I think it's number 861, which is a Benjamin Moore color. It's in that taupe. And I've been using that for 30 years. It's a rich, almost putty color. And then if you do a bright white gloss trim, that is the most sophisticated, classic backdrop for whatever your palette. So using gray in 2024, just avoid all the gray where the whole house is gray. Opt for the warmer tone, which adds depth to that gray, either with a more saturated hue or a shade that reads like an ivory or a cream. Those can give your spaces very contemporary feelings. Yes. I say you can even replace the grays by using beige, which is making mm-hmm. a comeback as it is. a neutral color. I've heard people say to me that they were tired of the grays. So you can use warm tones like tan, taupe, ivory, the browns. Those are all rising in popularity. 
Right now, I can't think of my favorite shade. I do have a few that I use all the time. They're more on the off-white side, but I can't think of them right now. The reason why I thought about this whole topic was a recent TikTok video sparked discussions about the prevalence of gray and concerns about losing individuality, design, and culture. So, you know, gray really doesn't have much of a value when it comes to feeling besides making you feel kind of gray. Gray is mm -hmm. one of those colors that does not make you feel excited and happy <laughs> unless you do it right. But even still, it's more for like workspaces. This debate stems from a study that analyzed thousands of museum objects showing an increase in blacks and grays, especially in consumer products like cars and interior design. So even for me, I normally have a white car, right, Alicia? I love pearl painted white cars. That's right. <laughs> but this year, I couldn't find a white one. So I ended up with a charcoal gray. I love the color, but, you know, it wasn't what I wanted, but it was all that they had. Let me just say this. I think that was interesting about the museum objects. And I concur, like I don't, I, I'm no researcher, but I noticed that. Because I'm always looking at objects and I love museum visits. It's not surprising because clearly you add a black to any interior and it's like adding eyeliner. So with a lot of the times when adding makeup, when I see eyeliner, it completely accentuates the face. So with that said, I think it's fairly natural for these objects to have gray in it or to have a putty color, or to have black in it. I don't necessarily think we're adding those colors to these objects in the, in the museums. I think that's the way they were. I'm thinking about objects that are hand-painted, like in the Egyptian era. The black is intentional. It's added to accentuate. So it's necessary to look at those objects in this study as an accessory, like an additive, as opposed to what it comes with. Because like clay in its natural form, well, stoneware in its natural form, is like a little like taupey color, right? Back to the study. It doesn't definitely prove there's a decline in color. It highlights a trend towards monochromatic neutrals. That's all I really have to say about that. Okay, so experts suggest that the dominance of gray can have a negative impact on emotional well-being. Like I said before, we were learning this in school. And that can lead to a growing desire for more vibrant and emotionally stimulating environment. Despite the prevalence of neutrals, there's a rising trend towards embracing color. Like with bold hues, hairy orange and cobalt blue, that's gaining popularity. And you talked about this mustardy yellow, too. Yeah. And so while gray continues to reign in design, there's a growing recognition of the importance of color in creating meaningful and emotional resonant faces. And I mean, there are people that refuse to design with neutrals. Their personal style is color. They paint their walls white and then everything else is full of color. And I love it. Yeah. Let's be real. No one wants to live in a world where everything's gray and gloomy. So let's shake things up and add a little pop of color to our lives so we can feel vibrant and excited to start our day. Whether you're a team gray, team beige, or team neon pink, <laughs> remember that your home is your personal canvas. So shades such as green, which evoke a natural and organic feel, and a soft pink reminiscent of clay, 
are now being seen as neutral tones. So feel free to dive on in, whether you're prepared to use a burst of vibrant color or simply looking for a way to swap out those dull grays for a fresh neutral palette. Exactly. You know, when we were at New York now a few weeks ago, we didn't see much gray, but we did see a lot of vibrant colors and we loved it, right? It was so visually appealing. It was refreshing. And so that's a wrap for today's episode of Tea Over Interiors. Thanks so much, guys, for joining us on this journey through the gray debate. Get it, Alicia? Gray debate. See, that's a good one. Remember to follow us on social media for more design inspiration and updates on future episodes. Until next time, happy decorating. See you later. Ciao. Thanks for listening. If you like our show, please leave a five-star rating. We'll see you next week. Nice job, ladies. Carry on.